Welcome back to Ed Voices. Uh, my name is Steve Snyder. I'm here with David Edwards, who's Deputy General Secretary of Education International, and Yelmer Evers, who's a teacher uh, in the Netherlands and also coordinator of a project that is uh, underway, getting underway at Education International called 10 Global. Um, before we get started, um, David, I wonder if you could, uh, you first and then Yelmer, tell us a, a little bit about your background so the audience gets to know you a little bit. Sure. Um, so I started as a uh, foreign language teacher in Ohio, in the United States, um, and sort of had an opportunity to go and teach abroad and live abroad and spent a number of years in Latin America working and studying, looking at education systems, looking at teachers and support systems for teachers and how governments interact and studied that and did my, my master's looking at that particularly and then went and started working with um, governments on helping them with their teacher policy in Latin America through an intergovernmental organization related to the UN in, in Latin America set up uh, a few different networks and projects and was really looking at the way it was really sort of seeing how teachers organizations were being portrayed, particularly in the region, but sort of the untapped power. And I became very, very curious about them. I reached out to the largest, pretty much the largest <laughs> teachers union in the world, which was the NEA, interviewed for a position there. Became the NEA, the National Education National Association. Association yeah, and became um, director of international relations there. Worked with them for, a, for quite a while, and um, and then became deputy general secretary of education internationally uh, in Brussels. And so it's been a been a bit of a trip from the classroom through the policy making halls, um, and then to the teacher union, uh, grassroots and global, and now representing to the voice of teachers at the global level with major international organizations. Great, great. And Yelmer, from uh, the Netherlands. Yeah. Um, so I'm a history teacher. I still am. still teach one day a week in, uh, in Utrecht, in the Netherlands. It's uh, high school. I think about 16 to 18-year-olds, my students. And um, so I've been teaching for 13 years. And uh, I think it was seven years ago, I started to wonder why we all we, we had these sort of like top-down education reforms and standardized testing. And things were getting worse in the Netherlands. Coming usually policies coming out of the, in the United States. Um, Sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> and um, so you know, I started to blog also about pedagogy, progressive pedagogy, but also about more and more about policy. Um, so I got involved with the Roepsier Foundation, that's a professional honor foundation. They're also doing work in healthcare and, and uh, with uh, with the police. Um, and we started to write a book, sort of like a, an advocacy work. It's called The Alternative. Um, and throughout the writing process, we involved researchers, teachers, politicians, uh, the inspectorates, all those kinds of people. They, they, so we didn't knew what we were doing. And when the, um, the book came out, it was really was, it was a success. So after three weeks, it was discussed in Parliament. Uh, so parliamentarians were asking, why aren't we doing this? So this is like a really good analysis. And the, the sort of like the pro proposition was to uh, flip the system, so to turn the pyramid around, and that everything should be in service of what's happening in the classroom. 
So some people thought we were should just be that the teacher should be in charge, but that's not really the case. We should more collaborate, but at least everything should be uh, done that teachers can teach and do everything what's right for children at that particular moment in time and and place. Um, there's some really good things came out of that. Uh, innovation funds where, where teachers could sort of like uh, apply for grants up to th- 75,000 euros. It's really, it really successful. Um, uh, reduced teaching loads, uh, better teacher voice. So it's all, it's all work in progress. It's going to take uh, years and years and years, I think, before we really get there. But I think we really changed the narrative and the discourse, uh, the paradigm, I think, in the Netherlands. That's, that was really powerful. And I think it was about two months after the book was published. So one of the conclusions we had, so Renee and a col- so my co-editor, was like we re- really need to sort of like also uh, look at the international level uh, because all these policies came out of the UK, US. So if you don't do anything about that, you'll always be one step behind. You know, you'll always be sort of like a victim of these global uh, trends. So um, we went to uh, Education International, David and Fred. And luckily, Fred was Dutch. He's Dutch, so he knew about the. Uh, it's Fred Van Leeuwen, the Fred uh, Van Leeuwen, yep. general secretary. General secretary. Um, and I th- yeah, I think he almost immediately said yes. It's a good proposition. We're, let's let's do this. And that turned out into uh, flip the system, changing education from the gro- ground up. So it was sort of published by Routledge with Education International, again with um, uh, Passy Solberg and uh, Andy Hargreaves, uh, Bakti from Singapore, some really big names, but also again, teachers, um, well, showing what education could be like, you know, teacher powered schools, uh, teacher leadership, that kind of that kind of things, and uh, really holistic, professional capital based kind of uh, way of looking at ed- education. Um, and that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's turned out to be quite successful. It's going to be published also in, in local version Swedish and in, 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 in uh, in the UK, and one of the conclusions is we need um, an international space, a collaborative space, a safe space for for teachers to collaborate because that that is what's about generative politics. So it's not just something you design and then it's, that's it. It should be constantly uh, flow of information and learning from one another. So that's one one of the things we concluded was there should be some kind of teacher global teacher network and uh, David has been working and thinking about this for six years mm-hmm. or maybe well, even let me stop you there because I have one uh, uh, 10 global uh, uh, is the new uh, uh, project that Education International is engaged in and it stands for Teacher Educator Network 10 T-E-N global um, can you tell me uh, did uh, first of all what is 10 global at this point where are you in the in the project idea and uh, maybe it, for, for our listeners, Education International is a federation of teacher unions from around the world and already a network. Um, how is this, uh, how is this uh, uh, different? How is this different from Education International or Expand Education International's work? Well, um, yeah, I'm, Education International has been trying for a very long time to figure out how to build the best space that allows for the members of our members to not only engage in sort of the policy discussions, but also access resources, collaborate. I mean, we, we try to, how should I say, um, make the case for what we call professional, professional capital, uh, internal accountability, uh, a collective responsibility type approach to education at the, po- the policy level with the OECD, with the World Bank, with um, pretty much every alphabet soup kind of policy group you can think of. But it doesn't really matter 
if you're not doing it. It doesn't really matter if you're not building the spaces for deliberation and development. And, um, and it's, it's something that's very new for EI because you have EI, like you said, it's, it's 400 teachers, unions, associations from around the world who are democratically elected. You have to have certain criteria to be part of EI. Um, they have to meet, they have to be independent. Um, and there's sort of a traditional way of seeing sort of before ICTs and connectivity and things of, you know, we will represent you, you elect us, we get information, we will be the interlocutors at the policy space. And some of those are my organizations are really good at being also helping, you know, in terms of the professional space, in terms of what we could say, broadening the scope of what you can bargain for in terms of uh, collective bargaining, local bargaining for pedagogical innovation, space, planning time, you know, um, research, that kind of thing. Um, but it was just sort of happening in different pockets. It wasn't really linked up anywhere. And through EI, I would go around and I would meet teachers um, and the members of my members who were doing really innovative things. And they had found ways like Yelmer to share really powerful ideas that really resonated. And um, I thought, you know, I keep seeing all these networks. We keep seeing all these networks. Um, and what I like about them was that they were not trying to sell something to their colleagues. They were really trying to give something away. They were trying to build something, construct something with their colleagues. And so the idea of 10 Global is quite simple. It's a network of networks. So instead of trying to build something completely new and shiny and say, hey, everybody, look over here. Leave where you've been spending the last 10 years or developing or whatever you've been doing and come over here. We say, we've built a bridge for you to come over and check out what these other networks are doing. And so All 10 Global is is a platform. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a connector. It's a hub that allows global networks, regional networks, professional networks that have a wide variety of type of, of, of doing work with teachers across different categories, content areas, to, to discuss, to develop, to share what they're doing with each other in a safe space that's been vetted by EI because these are networks that share our values. Um, and are not trying to commoditize or commercialize. They're, they're literally, they believe teaching is a profession. They're not trying to, to reduce it down to sort of a service delivery mechanism for some you know, tech company that's got the, the next big thing. And we figured that you know, it, we are the largest profession in many ways in the world, educators. Um, you could argue with some, but we don't really have a global identification away. We have, we have, there are global recommendations from UNESCO. There are all sorts of different ways in which we, we make our stamp and try to, to come together with our professional identity that's constantly under threat, as Yelmer was saying. But um, we thought, what about a, a global teacher passport? And the global te teacher passport, as part of the platform, allows you to come into the network through your existing network. So your existing teachers union, if you're a member in AOB, you could, your passport has an AOB EI, AOB is a member of EI sort of. It's my, my, my the union. Dutch union. The Dutch union. Uh -huh. So that's the badge that you kind of come in with. And it allows you to begin a journey and it allows you to record where you've been so others know in your journeys and your travels crossing these bridges to these different networks and, and meeting people and exploring ideas and shaping your own practice and bringing it back in and talking to them into this collective space that then also articulates with the sort of policy union structures that can defend and 
also, you know, help build more spaces for members based on what they need. Um, we we thought we think that if we have something that is a long time in coming, um, and we just need to find the other networks that we've been working with that share our values and convince them, and work with our members and show them how there's a value proposition in this to them that um, you can actually offer your own members a gateway, a passport, an identity to to really learn with the world, and um, it's very exciting. And we're in the phase yes, we're phase we're in. We're um, beginning, uh, we're signing MOUs right now with, with different organizations. So we're building up. We have a steering group of organizations that have stepped up with resources, both in kind and, and uh, money. And um, we're doing a, going to do a pilot uh, in five countries with the teachers' organizations and the networks in those countries around project-based learning, leadership, and a couple other uh, topics. And... Um, we picked one country per region, um, so we understand too that countries are in very different places. That teachers in uh, north and southern hemisphere are, are confronted with and limited by, and you know. But at their very core, they're they're educators, they're teachers, and um, this is about their their professional identity and ethics. And uh, we wanted just kind of build it and as we build it we will find ways of adapting it to make it fit and they will have find ways of making it adapt and fit their their context um, but it's 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 quite new um, it's quite I don't say radical I think it's it's radical in this in the sense that um, you have these sort of teachers like Yelmer the sort of these these connected global teachers that are taking part in TED you know doing TED talks and are completely networked up um, representing a lot of the sort of new professional ideas around pedagogy and practice. And, and you have unions that are also trying to do that, but a struggle to do that because they also have to kind of keep the trains running at a time when and many teachers were under threat. And we do need to sort of defend the rights and the space and the professional space and the autonomy and the collective well-being of the profession. So um, I think it's, it's, it's a very exciting to watch, to watch the, uh, the, the architecture kind of develop um, and, and see all the connections and to think that these are people too that the some of the networks like I earn which is the International Education Resource Network been around for 40 years maybe more um, it's like in over 100 countries it's classroom to classroom collaboration so you're using in, uh, existing networks existing to begin, networks to begin with yeah. I see okay yeah. Uh, and it's not, it sounds, we talk about architecture, it sounds somewhat daunting. Uh, if you're creating an online community with, uh, I know EI's uh, membership is, is around 32 million, is that correct? 32.5. That's, uh, assuming that there's a, there's a slice of that that's a potential audience, that sounds like a daunting technological task. Uh, is this going to be one, a, a giant single online platform that people would be... Uh, uh, looking into and, and uh, participating in? Well, you know, the, the, everybody has got their own existing uh, online platform. So uh, my IUB or NEA has its own uh, uh, communication networks with their members. Uh, Iron has it as well. AACD has its own login and, and their online platform where they enter sort of like the online space. Uh, so it's a matter, and it's, it is pretty, a pretty daunting task, but it's a matter of connecting those um, 
uh, those networks and sort of like uh, everything that's going on, the learning, the activities that's being done, that will be sort of like collected in the Ten Global Passport, the teacher passport. So we have to uh, develop APIs, I guess. Uh, I think there are some, um, if you look from a technological point of view, some common platforms that are being used, WordPress or Salesforce, those kind of things. So it's already some common things already there, uh, easier to link up. Um, and I think probably what will come out of it is some, some kind of standards for educational organizations to sort of like communicate online. And we have to learn, look at sort of like APIs that capture the learning, micro-credentialing, that kind of stuff. And especially in the United States, they're uh, pretty well ahead and also sort of like developing these kind, kinds of uh, ideas. So one of the partners that is involved is CTQ, Center for Teacher Quality, with uh, Burnett Berry. And he's already involved heavily in this uh, space. And that's the, the nice thing, I think, because Iron brings sort of like this really horizontal, networked, global uh, community. Uh, it's really powerful. They have this own, their own translation, uh, powered by Google, I think, but it's really sort of like a top-notch uh, translation uh, trans uh, platform, so everybody can communicate in their own language. Uh, CTQ has that sort of like teacher leadership micro-credentialing, uh, brings it to the table. So everybody has, I think, its strength and... Uh, um, it's te mostly just teacher-led, sort of like teachers really have to teach all the core of the network. And I think that's what we want to capture in this um, in this platform. It should be low-key, no extra administrative loads, like really easy, good user experience. So that's what we we need to figure out in the next uh, next year to see uh, to see what works. And that's why we need to keep it small. But it needs to work in Uganda. It needs to work in the Netherlands. It needs to work in India, for example. So Are those that you picked out of the, the, the pilot countries? Well, that's what we're thinking of, yeah. So with, of. with some of them, we already uh, sort of like have an agreement with local unions and also that they're also like these partner organizations are already there. So I think yes, we can easily get a pilot off the ground, a really small scale. You don't want to be it, uh, too big. Uh, yeah, so I think we can capture sort of like what's happening in the global south, in a, you know, in a more in OCD countries. We can capture both and at its core should be the sort of like communication um, well, ideas that we have, but the technology and the way we'll look on the ground, that, that will be different, you know, with, with, with more, sort of more low-tech uh, mobile phones, for example, those kind of things, that will probably be what we have to look at in the, in the south. And I think EI has already done some wonderful work in some African countries on this, sort of creating an infrastructure um, uh, together with Oxfam, I think, uh, for these kind of things. So the experience is already there as well. So David, is this a new direction for EI in terms of uh, 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 reaching beyond uh, its its own membership or uh, its own sort of universe of, of uh, NGOs and, and international organizations on education policy, sort of reaching out to, to new kinds of organizations, uh, this network, a new, is it, is it a new move by EI? Yeah, I think, I think you can characterize it as new. I mean, we have... We have this massive deliberative body, very, very powerful, of all the teacher leaders of organizations elected around the world that come together every four years and set sort of the course for us. And they adopt resolutions, they adopt statements, and we've adopted statements on leading the profession, a statement on um, on the teaching profession, what we aspire to be as unions in order to be also be able to help strengthen, connect, and develop the, the profession so that we're actually preparing students you know, in, in more meaningful ways um, and helping them to, to improve their communication skills or to connect and find out, but always with sort of the core values of who we are, sort of social justice, human rights, equality, 
um, a fair world, a fair society. Um, and yeah, I think it's new in in the sense that for a while we were there was some thinking that we need to you know UNICEF shows up on all these T-shirts. We're not UNICEF. We're we, we don't aspire to be you know uni, the UNICEF of teachers or something. I mean, I mean, but if if you know Messi wants to wear you know EI. He did for our Unite campaign, by the way. But um, I, I think that we've tried to just sort of cast a wide net and do what, you know, sort of send a lot of emails out and have people sign up for newsletters and then try to and say that's that's connecting. But that doesn't add value to our members. That doesn't add value to them because we just become all these other emails you get that you delete, you know, say asking for something. They try to use different people's names to trick you to opening them. We don't want to go down that road. We want to have sort of authentic conversations that are going to be meaningful um, for teachers and so uh, and, and education support professionals and higher education staff and early childhood educators and the whole gambit of, of the people that belong to EI and what we're doing now is we're working with our member organizations so that they also see EI as something that adds value to their own national efforts to try to organize and and support their members and so I think that's the that's what's new um, we're not trying to go around our members. We're trying to meet our members and help them rethink and get ready in a globalized, connected world to find ways for the wisdom workers and the knowledge workers, but the wisdom workers to find each other, to speak to each other, to articulate, to understand, and and to deepen what we're doing. Um, so I think it's it, yeah, it's it's new, but it's not novel. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know for the route in. Um, so I, the route I took from for this was about pedagogy, finding new ways of teaching, what, what other people were doing, and usually through social media. And for most people I know, that was sort of like the first thing steps outside of the classroom, so to speak, outside of school. Um, so teachers really want to have good ideas, uh, looking for evidence, what works, you know, really tangible things that really influences the way you, you work with your students and increase their sort of like uh, outcomes you have at school. Uh, so all the material that you're talking about networking is teacher developed. Um, it, it's teacher, teacher, the audience is teachers yeah. and the, the creators are teachers. Yeah, yeah, that, most definitely. And But when, once you sort of like step outside of school, then you also step more into the broader educational field. So mm. your horizon expands tremendously. This happened to me. I think it happens to most people, and I think that's sort of like what we need to capture. Sort of like, it's all it's all connected. So everything in the PISA influences my classroom. So you need to be aware of that. You need to sort of like talk. What does it mean for for our children? And do we agree with this this route? Um, and that's where I think this the ten global comes in. It's sort of like it's the connection between the classroom, what's happening on a national uh, sphere, but also what happens on the on the, on the global sphere with UNESCO and OECD. Because I think they're also those organizations are also looking for they have some pretty good ideas. They're also looking to disseminate those ideas and broaden their horizons. And what, what David said, you can't do that through email. You have to do that through talking to one another. Uh, what does it mean? So how can we turn this into good practice? Those kind of things. So I think that this is sort of like something that that's needed on on that level. It's what what what's what's needed for teacher organizations. What what what, what teachers need, I think. And it's that sort of like space that is sort of like blank right now. It's being filled up on a really ad hoc yeah. kind of basis yeah. with uh, Twitter and social media. That's good and that's w what's needed as well. But I think if you can harness this in a good way and that it's sort of like horizontal, it's not top down, you can create your own space, uh, it's, it's safe 
uh, it's based on these, these these values that we all agree to public education um, every child has a good qualified teacher in, fr in, in front of the classroom those ideas I think um, and suppose uh, all, all of my members that's sort of like the utopian idea with 32 million teachers and everywhere you go you you have the same universal language immediately it takes only about you know a couple of minutes and then you're talking the same things and what's happening in the classroom what you do with your students and you can be a teacher from Africa South America Europe it doesn't really matter so there's this really universal universality to to teaching I think that's that's that, that we need to capture and in, in this time of sort of like fragmented uh, uh, spaces nationally and also internationally um, and all this, this populism rising up we need to find new ways of working together and, and building empathy and um, work for the common good and I think education is one of the last well spaces where we have this that is that's that's where we teach bring up all of our children globally I think and that's that's for me sort of like the the bigger thing that we're trying to achieve with 10 global you have a website, 10global.net. Uh, I assume that someone can't go onto 10global.net right, uh, right now and and jump onto this network. It's it's a it's a work in progress. What is the timeline for for rolling this out? And there's a con. So if you did that, you, you'd see a sort of a concept note kind of placeholder that kind of talks to you about the vision, you know, sort of the the vision and mission and some of the the, the initial partners. Um, and we are. You know, just growing and, and trying to, to to build, find the partners in different parts of the world. We're working with the unions, uh, with our with my members. Um, I think that we're looking at for right. We'd like to launch. I mean, our, we're having a big ten global conference, the Educators Passport Conference, uh, in Rotterdam, um, four five six May. Yeah, two thousand seventeen. Two thousand seventeen. Um, we would like to have our beta up uh, and having people have a chance to sort of test it and and use it we're going to be piloting um, a version of it with like we'd mentioned before with these five, five in five countries with some of our partners to see how the platforms speak to each other see how easy it is so that what Yelmer was talking about not wanting it to be burdensome so um, we're we're going to really be looking at that um, and yeah I, my hope is by you know this time next year um, when we're here you know at the at the UN um, we'll be able to have some kind of event um, where maybe even with UNESCO and some of the um, the, the UN organization responsible for education um, to think about this around global citizenship which is one of the SDGs to think about this as, as a platform to achieving the SDGs and having some conversations about how we scale it up um, so I, I think it's, it's, it's an extremely exciting moment. Um, but it's not something that we want to just sort of build it and hope they'll come. We want them to help us build it. Uh, it is going to be happening simultaneously. And, uh, you know, it's, it's I, I would see, watch this, keep your eye on the space. Um, we'll have it on the website. You'll be able to go in and if you want to know when the launch is happening, if you want to help you know, test it. We'll make a, uh, a place where you can sort of sign up to to, yeah. get, to get information and updates about the progress and check in with us, see the video that we've made, and um, hear about some of the different events that partners, um, all our partners, um, the current partners, and we hope to have more, 
um, are carving out spaces in their conferences, in their meetings, in their trainings, in their you know professional development work, um, in their policy spaces for for the ten global conversation, and um, so people are going to be finding it from different ways. Um, and I think that's part of the excitement about it. I, was, I really like the way Yelmer was talking about it as, as we, um, this is the way that we, we take on this, this sort of nativist, sort of uh, itemized, atomized, isolated I. Um, and we, I think, historically have been the profession that have brought people together to try to, to design and develop and, and put into action a vision. And I think 10 Global gives us the infrastructure and the architecture to, to build something really beautiful. Well, listeners, uh, please stay tuned to this space. We're going to continue to follow the development of 10 Global. And I want to thank you, David uh, Edwards and Yelmer Evers, for being on Ed Voices today. And uh, best of luck going forward. Thank you. Thanks. Enjoy today's podcast? Then don't forget to subscribe to receive the latest Ed Voices.